You are now listening to the QD Podcast. Is this what you want? Huh? Is this what you want? We're trying to get What's up, everybody? You're listening to the QE Podcast, and you're here with your boy Q Hicks right now. And I got Egga on the other line. Egga, tell the people what's good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Q&E Podcast. Hey, man, sports looking a little bit light this week, but this is the last week we going to say that because after this week, man, y'all know what's happening. We got NFL. Yes, Be sure to tune in to our NFL uh, prediction, not predictions, our NFL uh, live stream that we're doing where we're giving predictions, who we think going to win awards, all that fun stuff. So be sure to tune in to that. Yes, and we want you guys to be a part of the conversation. So if you guys stop in, there will be a link down below if, you, if uh, so you can add or join into the conversation. You can get your takes off. We might even post a clip of you. We might even post you a graphic of what you said. So definitely get involved, trying to get more interactive. It's going to be a big event. We have a lot of people coming through, going to stop by and give off their takes. We're giving our division winners. We're doing award predictions. And just whatever takes that we feel like, uh, giving off on that pod or on that live stream we're going to give off. So definitely tap in for that. It's going to be an exciting event. And we that holding y'all to, to what y'all say. Facts. Don't be acting like y'all ain't say Facts. some shit now. Because this is recorded and will be posted on the tube for sure. So do not be say slick. Some, <laughs> I will be recording. I, I, I want Russ to hop on. Because if <laughs> Russ hop on, I know he's going to say something crazy. And I'm going to just use it later. I'm going to just use it later. It's going to be lit. So it will be Friday uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So it's going to be on the 2nd. It, I think that's the 2nd. The 2nd is Friday. Yeah, uh, Friday, September 2nd, 8 p.m. Yes, sir. Definitely stop through. And if this is your first time listening to the Q&E podcast, we do have four segments. We have our sports segment, social media wants to know, entertainment and current events, and we have past the Ox. So definitely stick with us throughout this whole entire episode. Now let's move on to the first thing on the docket which is college football is back this week so we're starting to ramp up more with sports and we're in the first week of college football and we have a lot of big games to go through Edgar before we dive into the games what big predictions do you really have for this season like who are you looking for what are some teams you're looking at wait what's what's happening in college football for you I would say a team I'm really looking for is Ohio State I think Ohio State has a good chance to obviously make the playoffs this year, but I think they have a chance to make um make it to the to the national championship. Alabama, I'm gonna say some wild shit. Alabama will not be ranked number one this year. I do not think so. I think, like I said, Ohio State. I think, mm, who else has a good chance of getting that number one spot? Let me see. You still got Georgia. You still got Clemson. They up there ranking. I, I ain't looking. I ain't looking at Georgia. I ain't even gonna lie to you. They, I ain't gonna lie either. I, I was just about to say that Georgia is yeah. not somebody I'm really high on because they lost so much talent with the draft. Obviously, being the defended champs, that's gonna happen. But I don't see Georgia being that crazy this year. I think Notre Dame and Utah have a good chance to be in the top four this year. Notre Dame always upsets me, though. I'm not hyping Notre Dame anymore as far as, like, going all the way. But I think they have a good chance to get there, one, because of their You just said last two. week you wasn't fucking with Notre Dame. Or was that two weeks ago? You just said you weren't I, fucking I know. with Notre Dame no more. I, I ain't no, fucking with them as far as, like, like saying that, they got bro. a chance to you win. You can't like that, bro. No, I ain't reneging. Because I said before, I said they had a chance to, like, really get to the national championship when I was digging on them like that. But 
they're going to make the playoffs. They have a strong chance to make the playoffs, especially because I don't look think Bama's going to be number one. Look at this game. They, they're not playing on their body. Who, who, who are they playing? No, no ranked teams? Look at this game. We got to look up their schedule. The ranked no teams that they're playing are probably going to be. I don't know, bro. I'm not that confident in Notre Dame. I don't care if they play on ranked teams. It's Notre Dame, bro. Damn. And do we want to see Notre Dame Ohio in there State. again just to get okay. – Oh, they play – they're going to get waxed. But I'm saying they play Ohio State this Saturday. Going to get waxed. After that, they play Marshall, trash. California, okay. trash. Yeah. Um, North Carolina, dub. Yeah. BYU is ranked, but they're ranked 25. Oh, they're not yeah. losing to BYU. Yeah, exactly. Stanford, that might be a tough game. Yeah, that's a dub. Mm, I I give them that, but that might be a tough game. UNLV dub, Syracuse dub. Oh my god, they goodness. gotta play Clemson late in the season, oh, so oh, that's, that's a possible. A, that's, a L. L. that's a L. That's a L. That's a L. That's a L. Every everybody out, and then Boston they don't got College, USC. They don't maybe. got USC. They don't got USC on this. Yeah, schedule? at the end of the year. The oh, they finna get waxed by USC. Oh, that's three L's. That's three L's right there. Notre Dame not getting in, bro. Hell no not. way, bro. Hell they not. finna get waxed. There's by only USC. one for sure L that I just named, and that's Ohio State. I, I see two. I see two or three. That's no way. And the committee already should be biased against them niggas anyway because we've already seen them in the playoffs fold too much. I don't even think they should be ranked right now. I don't care how much talent they have on their team. Oh, no, they, they got to be ranked. I, ain't gonna I don't say even no think no. like they're that. a team they that need to start off unranked, <laughs> and you got to show me that you really about it this season. We may not like the fact that they're ranked. I don't like it at all. Be <laughs> I don't like it at all that they're ranked, but we rocking with it. We just going to roll with it. So I'm not I'm not big on Notre Dame this year, but I do think they're going to make the playoffs just off of who they're playing this season, and they really only got one legit L. They're going to get their ass whooped by Ohio State to start Start the season, they're gonna sure. run through everybody else, and by the last two weeks, we'll probably question them again. Man, <laughs> you are, bro, we talked about USC a few weeks ago, bro. USC is really gonna be like that, though, bro. They, really they are, they're... but I don't know. I think they're gonna be like that. USC, I think they're gonna be like that during the regular season. Notre Dame plays exactly like who they should be. And then it shows who they really are when it's playoffs. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. They're going to make the playoffs, and then we're going to see who they really are again, as usual. All right. So, this, my surprise team, man, not really a surprise because they ranked in the top 10. They ranked top six right now. But I think this is Texas A&M's year to get in the college football playoff, man. With Georgia on the downside, with Alabama, even though they're bringing a lot of talent back, not as strong as we usually see them. But they Alabama does have two Heisman contenders. That's something that cannot go unnoticed. Because Will Anderson, the defensive end, he was almost he almost won the Heisman last year. And then they got the Heisman defending champion already. So Alabama's still gonna be scary. But I still think they have a good chance to beat them this year. And I'm pretty sure Texas AM beat them last year. No? Yeah, they beat them last year. Yeah, Texas AM beat them last year. So it's like you already have a track record. That field goal. That, yep. that end of the game field goal. This mm-hmm. is Texas AM year. They had the number one recruiting class this year. They got a new quarterback in there. Jimbo, this is like his fourth, fifth year at Texas AM. It's like we have to start seeing consistent wins, consistent top five performances where you have to prove something to us, bro. And I think this is Jimbo's year to slide in there. Do I think he has one L throughout the season? Yes. But I still think that's enough to get him in there, especially in the SEC West, when you're going to go through a gauntlet of LSU, Alabama, so on and so forth. I don't I know. I think this is the year. They, they they can pose a huge threat. For sure. I don't know if I see them. You got them like having I got them in. the winning. I got them like in. Like winning the whole thing. I can, see, it's, it's so crazy because we're saying this and we haven't seen anything. So I'm just going off of like what I like and the people that they brought in with all of this talent. 
And I think this is just Jimbo's time right now. But one question I do have is the quarterback position because they had Kellen Mar last year who was like a up-and-down quarterback. Sometimes he played great, sometimes yeah. he played terrible. We just have to see how this new quarterback looks in this system. Is somebody fresh to the scene? So if he plays well, I really have to see something in week one. If I see something I like in week one, I'll come back week two and I'll really stamp it. But right now, they're like a preliminary team that I'm putting in there, Texas A&M. I just got to see the quarterback really showed me something in week one. I think Ohio State is the favorite this year. I think they have the best chance to win the entire thing this year. Uh, Georgia, I got them sliding down. Notre Dame, I think, is going to make the playoffs, but I think they're going to fold again if the committee really does put them in there. I like Utah, and I like USC. USC is ranked number 14 right now. I think they have a good chance with Caleb Williams at, Williams at quarterback. I think they have a good chance to slide up into the top seven, top eight teams by the end of the season. Bro, I was seeing a lot of people when I was watching ESPN this week pick Florida to upset Utah. I don't even know who Florida got on the team, damn it, anymore. And they all got Florida upset Utah, a top seven team who bring it back their quarterback and all them other players. Come on, bro. Y'all got to stop it, bro. Florida for the game. Oh, I'm not doing It is in that. the swamp, though. <laughs> it is in the swamp, so that is an advantage. But come on, bro. I don't, I don't think this is – Florida has enough. It's a new coach. Anthony Richardson was up and down last year. I don't know what y'all seen in Florida that I'm not. I, I don't I don't know. I ain't seen nothing crazy from the recruiting or anything, but hey, we'll we'll see. I ain't gonna complain about it now. It was a win. solid class. Like, oh, it was a solid class. He brought in a five star, which Dan Mullen yeah. really didn't reel in. But it's like I just didn't see anything that really popped at me out, out, uh, popped up at me to really say like, okay, they can upset a team like Utah. If if we get the dub. I'm not going to complain about it. I'm just not going to put that expectation on yeah. them because right now we 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 just left out of our era with Dan Mullen of possibly becoming a playoff team, possibly getting that chip again. And now right now I'm looking at it as a, a rebuilding period. This is year one for Bill Napier, and this is year one for the new era that we're in of trying to rebuild and get our program back. That's yeah. all I'm taking this season as. If we get some good sneaky dubs, that's great. But I ain't expecting it really. Exactly. I think Florida's still gonna have like four or five L's on their schedule, seven and five, eight and four type of season, bro. You still gotta Kentucky play Georgia. Might get a dub on us again For sure. Year. Kentucky is good this year. I'm pretty sure Kentucky is ranked. They're ranked 20th right now. You still yeah. probably have to play Arkansas. You still have to go through a gauntlet in the SEC, bro. Like it's just it's just not easy, especially for a team like Florida who is rebuilding. Like I, I just don't see what everybody else is seeing in Florida. I gotta talk about LSU. Yeah, yeah. Come on, bro. I'm not going for. It. I'm pretty sure we gotta play Texas A&M at some point this year too, cause we haven't played Texas A&M in a very long time. Yeah, we might play them this year, cause we ain't played them in a minute. Well, footballs. Damn. Yeah, we. I think we do play Texas A&M this year. But we play. Damn, we play Kentucky the week after we play Utah. Finna get away from me. Oh, and two. We do play Texas A&M, and we play mm. Georgia. We play them back to back weeks. Oh yeah, we. No, nah, I think it's a um, it's a bye week in there somewhere. No, nah, it's it's November fifth is Texas A and M, and October 29th is Georgia. So back to back weeks we plan. That's what I'm saying. Wait, what week you just said? What's October the date? 29th is Georgia, and November fifth is Texas A and M. Oh, so the bye week must be before the Georgia game. Yeah, the bye week is before okay. the Georgia game. I'm about to say, it's always a bye week before we play, either before or after we play Georgia. Yeah, we warming up and we being sleeping, being to have to be a bye 
before we get our ass beat twice. It should have been a bye after we got our ass beat twice. It just feels more natural after the ass beating. Yeah, but, I, yeah. I think they do it. I don't know why they always do a bye week right before the Georgia game. I don't know. Yeah. And I can't even call these other uh, other games W's either. You still got to play Tennessee. I heard Tennessee got a pretty good squad. You got to play LSU. That might be another L. So I was like, bro, Florida finna have some L's on this schedule. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just don't see it this year. Not this year. But I, like I said, the expectations are not high. So I'm like, I'm not mad. Like I was with Dan Muller. Like Dan Muller, we had super high expectations yeah, bro. to win games. And it was like we And we had talent. Games. Like we had yeah. talent to where we could do it. Like yeah. our, our tight end is one of the best young tight ends in the league right now. Like we, we had a high-level quarterback in Kyle Trash that could at least get you there. Even if he wasn't the main reason you win games, he could get you there, and he was a good leader. We had Tony. We we just – I don't know, bro. We we had enough. We folded. We just we just folded. We didn't we get folded. it done. So. We folded. We almost beat Alabama this year, but it felt like it was always that with Florida. It was always the almost. Oh, we almost won. Oh, we almost made the college football playoff. Oh, we were 11-2 and two that year. We almost did something. That's how we feel. That's how it's been feeling, honestly, since we lost Urban Meyer. It's been feeling like we've been the almost team. We've always been in the top 10, but we can never really get in that side that top four. And it's like now we got to wait and see if uh, Napier is the guy. It's going to be a sticky situation for Florida. I don't know where we go from here. But uh, any other predictions that you're seeing, bro? That uh, uh that you're seeing? Miami going to have a good squad this year, too, bro. Yeah, I was just going to ask what you think about Miami. I don't Miami really know what I think. And they brought back my man this year, too. The quarterback from them. Uh, De'Aaron King? I think he's... No, De'Aaron King oh, left. Yeah. No, De'Aaron King left. It's going to be that he white left. boy who was cooking last year. What is his name? It was something. He oh, left. what is my man's name who was cooking last year for Miami? Oh, it was the white boy. Miami QB. You doing the turnover chain no more? I'm pretty sure they're doing the turnover chain. Nah. Coach came out and said, we're not doing that. Oh, not they're not? Oh, okay. I mean, it's a that new coach, said, so I'm not surprised. That man said that is not our culture right now. I was like, Damn. Van Dyke, yeah, that's his name. Tyler Van Dyke is their quarterback, and he was cooking at the end of last season. That's why Miami was playing good toward the end of the, of the year, and now he's the starting quarterback for sure. He's cemented. He has some games under his belt. Watch out for Tyler Van Dyke, and I'm pretty sure I see him in the first round of some mock drafts this week too. I've seen him. Anthony Richardson was in some mock drafts at, in the first round. Obviously, uh. Bryce Brown and uh, CJ Stroud. Those have been like the four consistent quarterbacks that I've seen in the, the first round. Anthony Richardson? First round. That's what I told you. Didn't I tell you that last week? I think nope. we, I told you off the pod. <laughs> I told you off the pod that he was in the first round, bro. But I was That's like, he hasn't crazy. proven anything. But he was in the first round because of his tools. Team, you know team's got to be quarterback hungry if they if they reach in for Anthony Richardson. Well, Anthony Richardson got talent, though, bro. That's the thing. And he got potential. And that's what everybody's looking for. He got the he got the athleticism. He got the size. It's like he just got to the IQ is what's missing for Anthony Richardson right now because he makes a lot of boneheaded decisions. He has the arm. He has the speed. He has the athleticism. But now it just had to come to like IQs and making the correct reads. If he can make the correct reads this season, oh, I, I wouldn't even be upset if he went in the first round, top ten. If he can make the correct reads, but that's what's really Damn. holding him back right now. Y'all got him higher than me. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he got it, bro. Man, he got the tools. I had that man back end of the second <laughs> round, top of the third. I had nah, him way straight. back. <laughs> straight. He's straight. I like him. All right, man. Let's go through some college football week one predictions. We got some good games on the docket. Edgar already brought up one with the Ohio State 
versus Notre Dame. That's the two versus five matchup. And we also have another one. We have Cincinnati versus Arkansas. We have Oregon versus Georgia. So we have a couple of ranked matchups in the first week of college football, which is going to be exciting, bro. So let's slide through a couple of these big ranked games. So let's start with Cincinnati and Arkansas. Who you got? Cincinnati and Arkansas. Mm. I'll go Arkansas. I'm going Arkansas. Cincinnati lost a lot of talent, bro. I was looking at a graphic that they lost six players in the top 109 picks of the draft last year. And they were all like key Mm. players on both sides of the ball. All gone right now. Yeah, so there's definitely going to be a drop-off for Cincinnati this year. So definitely got Arkansas. Uh, Georgia versus Oregon. Mm, that's 11 tough. versus three. That, that, that's tough. Um, I'm going to go Oregon. I'm going to go Oregon on that. And the sneaky thing about Oregon is that they hired Georgia's defensive coordinator of last season. So now he gets to play Georgia in his first game. So it's like, damn, does he have a, a, a little scheme knowledge to really, you know, take advantage of that? I would assume. Know <laughs> I would assume. But you lost a lot of those players to the NFL. And mm-hmm. is it the same scheme? So I would still say Georgia. I still think Georgia has enough. Their defense won't be as powerful as it was and potent as it was last year because that was an all-time great defense that they had. Yeah, Like their offense will have to carry them this year more so than their defense will. Like Stetson Bennett, I think after having this uh, championship run, he will step up to the plate and uh, elevate his game. And they're bringing back wide receiver. They got the best tight end with uh, Bowden. So I'm confident in their offense. But now the biggest question is their defense now after losing so much talent. And the next ranked matchup we have is obviously Notre Dame versus Ohio State. Ohio State, it's it's not going to be close. <laughs> and it's crazy because the spread is like uh, 17. Like Ohio State is clearly favored in this game. And it's at Ohio <laughs> State. So it's like, yeah, it, that's that's going to be a blowout. Like C.J. Stroud, the running back from last year, who they had, uh, Travion Henderson, he was going crazy toward the end of last year. So he's going to keep running the ball. Oh, Ohio State going to have a crazy year. I think Alabama and Alabama and Ohio State are cemented to me to be in the college football playoff. And honestly, let's move on to that, bro, to college football playoff predictions, bro. Who would be your four teams that you would have in the college football playoff? Ohio State, like I said. I'm telling y'all, just off of schedule alone, I got to have Notre Dame up there. We may not like it, but they're going to be up there. (laughs) Alabama. Mm. Mm, Who finna get that fourth spot? Damn. I'm liking your Texas A&M vibe, but. Oh, look at this nigga fighting. Hey, don't forget that I picked Georgia correctly last year, too. I predicted that shit for them niggas to go all the way. They don't see my credits. I still don't see my credits. No flowers. I say either Texas A&M or Utah go get that. Utah is a, a good one. I've been seeing so, a lot of Utah predictions. Ohio State, Alabama, Notre Dame, and then that four spot is, is really going to be a tie between Utah and Texas A&M. It's crazy because, like, what if everybody is putting Utah on their uh, college football playoff and then Florida really come in and wax their ass? It's like, oh, damn, damn. Niggas, <laughs> niggas really was hyping <laughs> up this trash-ass team. That's crazy. But uh, I think Alabama <laughs> Ohio State cemented at this point. Uh, even if Alabama were to lose to Texas A&M this year, I still think they will find their way in. 
Georgia, I think, will have not a rebuilding uh, season, but they, it will be a step back from last year. So I do think they'll lose at least one game that really kills them. Um, I don't, I don't like Clemson this year, man. It's something that's, I don't know. I got to see how DJU plays, man. But right now, as of now, I'm not convinced that they're going to get in. I like Texas A&M to get in there. And instead of Utah, bro, I'm going to put USC in my top four. So I got Damn, Alabama, Ohio State, USC, and Texas A&M. You want to know what's crazy? <laughs> I was For my Heisman prediction, I was going to have Caleb Williams at number two. I got CJ Stroud as my mm. um, official Heisman um, pick. But I I'll give him the second nod to Caleb Williams. They're my two favorites. And let's and let's move past the college football playoff. Like who you got actually winning the whole thing? Ohio State. Mm. Stroud gonna get the Heisman and he's gonna lead them to a national championship. That's a tough one, bro. I for sure think Alabama and Ohio State will be the matchup. <sighs> Damn, bro. Alabama just lost in the championship last year, so it's like, would they lose two times in a row in this year? I don't, have we seen Alabama lose two times in a row? I don't think we have, bro. I don't think we have. So I'm not predicting. I'm predicting Alabama. I'm going to just Damn. go to say, route, bro. I don't think we've ever <laughs> seen them lose. For real, for real. I don't think we've ever seen them lose two times in a row. At least if they got there twice in a row. That's what I'm saying. Have we ever seen them lose in the chip two times in a row? I don't think they have, Damn, bro. That's a good question. That's a <laughs> trivia question. <laughs> I don't think they have, question. bro. I got Alabama. It's how Alabama and Ohio State will it be in the uh, the championship, but I got Alabama, bro. I'm uh, telling who you. I, who do I have playing Ohio State? Uh, It'll probably be – I'll just go ahead and say Utah. Go get in, and I'll say Ohio State versus Utah, and I got Ohio State. You got the tar going the whole way? Like I said, you're going to be looking like an asshole when next week we get on a podcast and they get smacked oh, by yeah. Florida. I'm going to crazy. Be crazy. <laughs> I'm going to have a smile on my face because that blue and orange did what they needed to do. But my hey, prediction that boy is going to be fried. looking crazy. That nigga whole prediction going in a week. That's crazy. My prediction going to be fried, but my heart's going to be good because the swamp <laughs> did what needed to be done. All right, man. And damn, what I got for Heisman, bro? It's going to be somebody off Alabama, bro. I truly believe it. Uh, I think we're going to get the first defensive player that we uh, haven't seen in a long time. I think it's going to be uh, Will Will Anderson, the defensive end for Alabama. Mm. I think people wanted to give it to him last year, and there is an argument to be made that he was the best player uh, in college football last year, but people just gave it to the quarterback because the Heisman is a quarterback award. It predominantly goes to the quarterback. But he was the best player in college football last year. So I think he gets his respect this year after showing that back-to-back season that he is the best player. I think he gets it this year. So I will be giving it to Will Anderson, defensive end from Alabama. He's going to have a huge year, bro. Because how many sacks did he He has a crazy amount of sacks. I want to say he had 20-plus sacks last year. Will Anderson sacks. It, it ain't too far off because Devontae Smith won Heisman, and we don't we don't never see wide receivers win it, so I won't be surprised if exactly. for the first time in a long time we, we see a defensive player get it. Yeah, because uh, he had 17 and a half sacks last year, first in college football. And let, let me see, when the last when is the last time a defensive player 
Was it? Probably 19 something. It was Charles Woodson, bro. Yeah. In 1997 was the last person. It was in the 90s. It's about time, too, bro. It's been 25 years. It's like, okay, we got to give it to somebody. It's like that. It's it's about that time that we got to give one of these Heismans to a defensive player, especially when he clearly shows that he is the one. He's that guy, especially in back-to-back season. So I think it's Will Anderson, especially after his uh, back. This one mean Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young has to – he doesn't have to have a bad year, but if he doesn't play above average – then yeah, Will Anderson is gonna get it. But if Bryce, if Bryce Young plays anywhere above average to damn near elite, they're not gonna look Will Anderson's way, and that that's a shame. That's but tough. That's what's I was about to say because people were having the same conversation last year. Like Bryce Young was having a good year, but on the other side of the ball, Will Anderson is causing havoc. So it's like that shit crazy, bro. It's gonna be it's gonna be back and forth between the teammates for sure. C.J. Stroud is gonna be in it. Uh, I think you brought up a good name with Caleb Williams. Uh. Damn, it was somebody else I, I ended up blanking on. They ended up talking about some nigga from Utah the other day. I'm blanking on his name. You but giving whatever. up on Bijan? You giving huh? up on that boy Bijan? Who? Bijan. Oh, Bijan. <laughs> <laughs> that boy hey, said Bijan. Hey, hey, I haven't even thought about that nigga since last season. Look, <laughs> Bijan is the best running back in college football for sure, but Texas will not be good enough to, to hmm. for him to be in the college football conversation. I think they got a new quarterback this year. Like they still going through their own little rebuild, but I still think he's the best running back in college football for sure. He's the next Reggie Bush. I think I said that a couple times last year. Yep. He just reminds me of Reggie Bush so much, bro. He's still one of the most exciting players in college football, bro. So definitely look out for him at Texas still. All right, moving on to some basketball NBA news. We got an RJ Barrett extension. I think he got a four-year, $120 million extension. So that's $30 million per year. But a lot of people started to question the Donovan Mitchell aspect to the Knicks because it seemed like a short thing a couple of weeks ago. The, the trade was really moving in the right direction. But apparently, the Knicks ended up putting a deadline for Monday that either they would have a trade in place for Donovan Mitchell or RJ Barrett would have an extension. And they ended up choosing the R.J. Barrett extension because they couldn't find out a trade for Donovan Mitchell. And that's leading a lot of people to feel like Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks isn't as sure as it was before or it might be dead. So, Edgar, how do you feel about the situation? Uh, mm. Mm, Damn, it's the Knicks, bro. I really don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's the Knicks because you can – I'm going to say it's dead. I think it's just not going to happen. I think they're really just trying to bank on their young core. Not saying Donovan Mitchell doesn't have a lot of years left in front of him, but I think the Knicks are really just trying to do it the quote-unquote right way and just groom the future superstars that they already have and just really try to go all in and make it work with that. I think that's why they gave RJ the extension, and it kind of quiets down the Donovan Mitchell rumors at this point. Could we possibly still see him go? Maybe I think it's dead though. Like I don't, I don't think it's gonna happen. But the weird thing about this whole situation, even though they put the the little ultimatum in place about either it's the extension with RJ Barrett or the Donovan Mitchell trade, I never knew that RJ Barrett was a part of these trade talks. I thought it was gonna be a couple of other dudes. I thought the draft picks is what they really wanted from the Knicks anyway. So I never thought that R.J. Barrett was a part of this deal. I heard that they wanted uh, Quentin Grimes, who had a hell of a 
uh, run in the summer league and a couple of other players for the Knicks. So I'm hearing that they wanted R.J. Barrett this whole time was kind of confusing. That's why I still feel like it's a a, a, a possibility because it, the R.J. Barrett just it never felt right. If Donovan Mitchell was to get traded to the Knicks, you would want to pair him with R.J. Barrett, not you know what I'm saying, switch the two. Like R.J. Barrett is somebody who plays great defense. His offense is coming along. Like you want to pair that with Donovan Mitchell, not trade that away for Donovan Mitchell, a player who can obviously get get buckets but cannot play defense at the same level. So I don't think that was ever like a swap, a real trade to me. So I'm glad the Knicks didn't make that move because that's such a Knicks move, honestly. Yeah. If they would have traded Barrett for Donovan Mitchell, it's like, damn. Like, it's high key. In the grand scheme, it would have been a lateral move. Right now, Donovan Mitchell is the better player. But who's going to be a better player in the next five years? It might be RJ. If we keep it in the being in terms of his two-way ability, it might be RJ in five years. So it would have been such a Knicks move if they would have traded Mitchell for Barrett. So I'm glad that they signed him to an extension. He's a good player. And if you want, if you're the Knicks and you want to get that culture back to where other players want to come there and that's a destination you want free agents to choose, show loyalty to your stars. Show loyalty to everyone that, look, we drafted right and we're not going to mess this up. We're not going to trade it away for a better – we're not going to trade them away for a better player or a better win-now circumstance, even though we know we're not winning now, even if we get Donovan Mitchell. Exactly. Like, just stick to <laughs> who we have, pay them the money they're worth, and build around them. And the Knicks are doing something right for the first time. They're being loyal to their star that they drafted, and they're going to work around it, pay them what they owe them, and then hopefully that is what attracts free agents like, oh – they finally learning how to do this shit for real. They're doing it right now. I might go there now if I'm a top 10 player that's a free agent in the near future. And I have a stat to back that up. They said R.J. Barrett was the first rookie who signed an extension with the Knicks since 1997 with yep. Charlie Ward. So yep. they haven't signed their rookies to an extension in 25 years, bro. This had to happen. And I'm glad that it was R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett has game, bro. He almost dropped 50 on the heat. And I've seen the whole game. The bro, bro can play. Bro, R.J. Barrett can play in this league. So I think he's a good player. I'm glad they didn't make the move. But I still think Donovan Mitchell is a short thing because I still think they have the best package for him. In terms of the draft picks, they still have five draft picks. And that, that's ultimately what the Utah Jazz want. Yeah, did they probably want R.J. Barrett as a pipe dream? But what they're really going to get, the real trade with Grimes and five picks, probably going to get the deal done and get Donovan Mitchell there. And that's still better than any other offer that you have because the Heat, even though they have a better player right now in Tyler Hero, they just do not have the drive capital that the Jazz are looking for. We just got to chop it up. And they got Danny Ainge, who clearly hates Pat Riley, and that nigga do not want to see the Heat. Play, <laughs> so that, that's that's another reason why Donovan Mitchell cannot be a Heatle, because Danny Ainge hates the Heat, and he hates Pat Riley. And all of the other destinations for Donovan Mitchell, a lot of these other teams are not trying to give up what the Knicks are giving up. So it's just like they're still the team even after this extension. So it's like, hey, well, I think he still ends up getting done. Especially when I'm hearing all this news from people like Windhorst saying that like it's like a sure thing that they want to trade Donovan Mitchell this offseason before training camp. So it's like the Jazz like clearly want him to be traded to get back assets. So it's like, okay, who still has the best offer and who's going to have the best offer by the beginning of the season? It's still going to be the Knicks. So it's like, huh, he's going to be there. But like, but like you said, what is their ceiling even if they do have him? 
play in. They probably are for sure a playoff team now. You might be in that top seven or six, but y'all still not in that like that upper echelon. Because if you make team. that trade, is Donovan Mitchell even gonna stay there long? He'll probably be there for whatever time he's um signed for, and then he's probably gonna try and leave again for a better destination to where he can actually get a, a championship. So this is why I say the Knicks are doing the right thing by showing that loyalty with RJ Barrett, bro. This this isn't just for RJ. This is to show everyone else in the league we're finally taking the right steps with building a team and trying to create a culture. We get we got Spike Lee, a lifetime Knicks fan, over here cussing us out, telling us we don't know what we're doing, and we we just tired of it, bro. We tired of it. That's what bro, the Knicks front office is saying. Did Serena just lose, bro? Oh no, oh, Serena won. Did Serena lose? I'm about to say breaking news. What is that? <laughs> Did Serena lose? Hold on. There's no way Serena just lost, bro. Uh, they got Tyler, Tiger Woods celebrating and shit. She won. Yeah. Oh, okay. Bro, my mom just sent me this cryptic ass text, bro. I didn't know how to feel. <laughs> my mom, my, bro, my mom is somebody whose speech, she does the speech to text shit. So her, like, her, her messages just oh, look no. weird and shit. Yeah, her messages just look weird. Like, I, I don't even know. So I thought she lost by the way she, the message came out. But okay. Okay, fine. Okay. So she won. Yep. Serena moves on. The GO upsets number two seed, Annette Contave to advance in the U.S. Open. Man, I was scared, bro. That's not how we want her to go out. Especially you can't go out yeah. to a white woman. You can't go out to a white woman. You got to go out to one of them black girls who playing, bro. You got to. Oh, yeah. This, ooh, this picture cold, bro. This picture cold. Tiger Woods in the stands cheering, bro. It's people, like, really cheering Serena on, bro. Right, that right. shit crazy, bro. She got Damn, all man. the celebrities at the at her game right now. Tiger Woods cheering on. They got the picture of her and Tiger screaming at each other. Word. Damn. Shout out Serena, man. Hopefully she go out on top. But I told Edgar a couple of days ago, I want her to lose to Coco. Uh, I don't even know if, if Osaka is even playing in this U.S. Open. But I know golf is for sure. I want her to lose to one of those two because I just think it would be such a storybook ending if she's passing the torch in her last match. If that's the final of the U.S. Open, a Coco golf versus uh, Serena Williams and golf end up winning. That's what we want to see. That's what the streets need for real. That's the real sign of like the passing of this torch. That's what I like really the, want to see. the culture. The culture is behind Serena right now. Facts. Bro. Facts. The culture is behind Serena, but I, I still want my storybook ended for sure. But definitely shout out to Serena. So, somebody just tweeted and said, because I guess in her post-game interview, she said, I'm I guess I'm just a good player. I'm just Serena. Somebody said, I'm just Serena is the most professional way I've heard somebody say, do you know who the fuck I am? Exactly. <laughs> I swear to God, bro. Exactly. That's crazy as fuck. <laughs> hey, remember when KD said that shit? Uh, when uh, niggas was yeah, trying to Yeah, you know who I am? Nigga said, yeah, he was like, I'm Kevin Durant. I'm Kevin motherfucking, motherfucking Durant. Like, nigga, you know who I am. That's basically the same thing, bro. You know who I am. Bro. For real, Stop bro. Stop playing with my time, bro. I've been doing this shit for over 20 years. Stop playing with me. Oh, yeah, bro. Shout out to Serena, bro. All right, moving on to the next topic. I feel like I had something else to say about the Donovan Mitchell shit, but we moving on. Uh, Pat Bev getting traded to the Lakers. So Pat Beverly was traded to the Lakers for THT and Stanley Johnson, and now he will be going to the Lakers, and those two will be going to Utah. 
And it was a lot of uproar on social media that night because obviously Pat Bev and Russell Westbrook hate each other, mortal enemies. <laughs> like if we literally had enemies in the dictionary, it would have Russell Westbrook and Pat Beverly <laughs> looking at each other eye to eye, my nigga. Like the, the history runs so deep. So to see this trade happen, a lot of people are questioning if a rush move is in the works. Like, what do you? What is your reaction about this move? I, I think the only logical thing is to get just to move Russ because I I can't see a a plan working where you have Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly on the floor at the same time. That's gonna be ugly, bro. Like, that ugly just doesn't fuck. make sense. <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense, bro. So I really don't know. And Oh, just since we're talking about the Lakers, Kyrie still might be going there, bro. I told you that. Kyrie still, Kyrie still might be going there. Because LeBron was not on that recent episode of The Shop that Kyrie was on. And he probably wasn't on there because he didn't want nobody to say nothing about tampering. Kyrie was on what? Oh, Kyrie was, was on, on The, the Shop. shop. He oh. was on the, on the last episode of The Shop that just yeah. dropped. But Bron wasn't on there. Mm. That's why I told you, bro, that the Nets, the Nets situation is not steady. I think that chemistry and all that locker room will explode at, at some point this season. I think it will happen before the trade deadline. I still think there's a chance that KD gets traded by the trade deadline and Kyrie will be traded right along with him to another destination, most likely the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? So I still think it's in the works. Even though nothing is happening right now, I think by trade deadline time, we can really see the Nets really implode and go in a different direction if they don't get off to the start they want to. So. I wouldn't be surprised at all, bro. But how you feel about yeah, the Pat Beverly? Russ got Russ to go, though. Um, them getting Pat Beverly right now, I I really don't know what to think of it. The shit going to be ugly as hell. I don't even know how I like him playing with Braun. Like, this is just going to – this is going to be weird, bro. He will high like, key work with Braun, bro. He will work with Braun high key. Energy-wise and chemistry-wise, like, as far as mentally – He can shoot mentally, the rock, too. Pat can shoot the rock, too. I don't know how this is gonna look, bro. <laughs> Somebody go get swung <laughs> Nah, no bullshit. And but bro probably love that nigga because bro like a nigga that ride on the side of him. He like them dogs that's by him. So Pat Bev a dog. We can say all we want. Pat Bev a dog throwing through. And oh, he yeah, shoots. Yeah. Yeah. And he and he can shoot the rock. Especially if y'all gonna have Braun back at pure PG if you end up training Russ. Somebody like uh Pat Beverly is a great pickup because he can play off ball, he can knock down the open three. That's a point guard that you want next to LeBron James. You but know is what I'm he clutch, bro? I think right now what the we Lakers We seen him need, with the Rockets hockey be clutch. They they need that clutch gene right now. And I don't know if I'm counting on Pat Bev to be the missing clutch gene piece for a team that literally clutch, has bro. nobody important he right clutch, now bro. outside of LeBron James. I love Russell Westbrook, Whoa. but Russell ain't even got that clutch. So they don't right. got AD no more? I don't give a damn what AD do at this point. Huh? I was saying AD should be traded like huh? a month or two ago. I was one of the main people saying trade AD. What you talking about? All right, you can put your faith in him again. Nobody is important on the Lakers except LeBron James is the words you just said to me, bro. As of right now, as of right now, yes. I'm not counting. AD they're got not winning, wrong. They're not winning games without AD. Okay. You think okay. LeBron's going to carry them for 50 you. games? No. Sadly, sadly, uh, yes. No. That's what's going to have to happen. Fuck no. Without AD, the boys was a trash can dumpster fire yeah, last right. year. I, I'll let you be disappointed with AD Shit, this year. I ain't, sign, I ain't, I ain't saying put your hope in that nigga that he won't get injured. But you acting like LeBron going to carry these niggas without AD. And that's not true to. at all. 
he's going to have to. Pat Beverly cannot be your clutch gene player. That's all I'm saying right now. Pat Beverly can be clutch. I think he was a good role player right next to Harden who was ball dominant the same way LeBron liked to be. And Pat Beverly was knocking down the open threes, bro. You you bringing up Rockets days when we like three. He was just doing this shit with the Timberwolves last year or last year. Knocking down clutch shots. Turn the the whole damn team around. You going to act like that nigga didn't turn the whole team around? He didn't change the culture of that team? We're celebrating a play-in win. Like the niggas ain't been to the playoffs in years, bro. All right, bro. I, I I understand all that, but you're making this sound like Pat Bev is gonna take what he did in those situations, which were good. Yes. He's just gonna elevate this Lakers team to where we're looking at. I the Lakers say elevate. Like, he's going to be a good player for sure. He's going to be a good player. If you trade Westbrook, he's easily your third, fourth best player already. Like he's easily that's true, and that, that's not and that's not a good thing because you don't want him to be your third, fourth best player. That's what but I'm saying. Still, he's like, a good he, role player. He's a good role player. That's what I'm saying. He he is, but I think we just need somebody. Like when it comes to the Lakers, we just need to see them with somebody who's a lot more. What's the word I'm trying to use? That can knock down shots a lot more than a Patrick Beverly. That could come in the clutch a lot more than a Patrick Beverly. A a true number two, number three option of scoring that we could look at outside of LeBron and AD. And I just we're gonna look at Pat Bev and say, hey, Bron and AD ain't here. I'm just saying he's gonna give you what you need. He's gonna give you what you need. That's all I'm saying. I ain't saying that he's gonna be dropping 30 points a game, but I'm telling you, he's gonna give you what you need, bro. Pat Bev been the same player. 16. That's about it. He's gonna give you about 13. He's gonna give you a couple steals. That's Pat Bev game. He's been the same player his whole career, bro. I ain't saying he's going to break out of that with the Lakers, but the type of player he is is going to mesh well with this team if they get rid of Westbrook. If they get rid of Westbrook, then it's like, okay, we can actually do something. But him That's and the, the, I, the, I him and Westbrook pairing don't yeah. work. The him and Westbrook pairing not going to work at all. Like, the, both of them, but uh, Westbrook don't even play defense no more. I, I seen a tweet that said that would be the best defensive uh, backcourt in the league. Westbrook don't even play defense no more. <laughs> This is not 2009 Westbrook, bro. <laughs> Westbrook, don't play defense no more. And you're going to have a nigga like Westbrook on the court with Bev? Come on. It don't even sound right. It don't it even just sound don't, right, It don't bro. sound right. It don't even sound right, bro. So I just can't see it. Somebody. It, it's going to look Russ like football traded. players playing basketball. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's going to look so unorthodox, bro. <laughs> Imagine how frustrated Braun going to be, bro, when there's no spacing on the court. Because you got niggas like AD, <laughs> Pat Bev, and Russ on the court at the same time. Come on, bro. You got to stop fucking with me, bro. Braun in year 20, he don't got to be going through this bullshit, bro. Y'all putting Braun through bullshit if y'all keep this team together. Russ got to get traded, bro. But I've been seeing a lot of good Russ trades. Though. I've been seeing if Russ gets traded, they're going to get some shooters back from the Pacers. Or they could be like a four-team trade with the Heat where they get Duncan Robinson. I'm seeing a lot of good deals hypothetical deals. If they were to trade Russell Westbrook, they're getting back good shooting, good players back in return. And honestly, if they just get rid of Westbrook, it would be addition by subtraction regardless, bro. Whether you get good players back for him or not, just not having Westbrook on your team will just help your team. I really just feel that way at this point in his career. He does not fit with Brian and AD. It just does not work. We've seen it already. You have to get him out of town, bro. It just will not work. So it will be addition by subtraction anyway. And I think Pat Bev could be a nice uh, addition to that. So I don't know. Bro. It's just, I don't, nah, I, I don't see it. 
I'm saying. <laughs> All right. And moving on to social media wants to know we have are some stereotypes actually useful? Yeah, bro. So I saw this tweet. Um, I think I don't know if I had sent it to you or not, but it was some black dude cooking hibachi. And somebody had tweeted, somebody had tweeted and said, <laughs> bro, somebody tweeted and said, if I walk in and see this, I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> and I'm just like, damn, bro. Like, is it just, I definitely seen that. Like, is it just the fact of you just want that experience with who is culturally known to cook like that or do certain things? <laughs> Or are we really being stereotypical? Because it's the same thing, bro. There's stereotypes that, like, really do make sense, bro. Like, and I, I think they can be useful. I don't know if I walk into a hibachi place and every other cook is Japanese, but I got the black cook. I look, you be looking like, damn, bro, I don't want this nigga. <laughs> No, nah, that's actually crazy, that's bro. Crazy. That's that's what I'm saying. It's cooking at the end of the day. Even though we have stereotypes behind a, a different ethnicities, it's like it's cooking, bro. Like you can cook the same way as this uh, Asian dude can, especially when y'all working at the same place. You seeing what they doing, the similarities, stuff like that. So I don't, I don't. In that situation, this the stereotypes don't make sense. I seen the tweet. I seen you quoted <laughs> or some shit like that. So I seen it and I was like, it just don't make sense, bro. If I see the black dude cooking a bocce, I honestly wouldn't think twice. When I seen the video, because I seen the, the caption was like, uh, <laughs> like I, I'm amazed, but not for the same reason y'all amazed. I was like, what is he even talking about? <laughs> but then I got I was like, oh, he talking about because he's black. But I still I still wouldn't question that, bro. As long as my food tastes good, I'm straight. You saw the tweet right under it that said he he do a hibachi and magic tricks. If this was 1642, <laughs> he would have been labeled a win. <laughs> bro, I seen that, bro. I seen that shit, dog. Oh, <laughs> I just I thought this was shit. a good question to ask, bro. Because some there's so many stereotypes out there that, that are very <laughs> true, and it's like are oh, they shit. can we really get mad at them sometimes? You know what I'm saying? That's like that's like when if you see a Asian dude cooking chicken, you're gonna walk out because of the 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 dude that's cooking chicken, stereotypical black shit. Oh, you're gonna walk out because the dude Asian. When honestly, the Chinese spots and them Asian food, spots be having the best chicken, honestly. If it's a soul food restaurant and it's like a Chinese dude back there, then I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, Chinese people food? fried chicken. I was yeah. about to say, bro. Other than black people, yeah. <laughs> Even Chinese still, people I would still let it slide because I've had enough experience with Chinese chicken. I, I brought that debate up to somebody, bro. I brought that debate up to somebody at my job. They thought I was nuts. I was like, you must have never had Chinese fried chicken, boy. Because yeah. let me tell you, other than black people, Chinese people got fried chicken on lock. I don't care who he is. They stole our recipes for sure. That's why I don't like with them niggas in our communities. Them niggas already what? still in our recipes. They still in our communities. <laughs> These niggas steal everything. They come in and they just wreck havoc. They what got tasty wings on lock and they got Chinese shit on lock. What if it was a black Chinese person that invented fried chicken? That nigga didn't invent fried chicken. Hell no. It was a slave that definitely invented fried chicken. Niggas just gave us the, the grease slave from the pigs. could have been part Chinese. Oh, you just making up shit now. I'm slave not, is not, the slave is part Chinese, bro. What slave is sleeping with a Chinese woman? <laughs> hey, we were we were made to do a lot of shit we didn't want to do back then. 
You can go to any part of the world and see an African version of people. You can go to Taiwan and probably see a, a black Taiwanese person. Today? I'm talking about back then. Back then too, probably. How you think it started? Nigga, we were <laughs> locked up in fucking plantations. How the fuck are we getting out to China fucking on bitches? The 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 point of this social media wants to know is some sometimes stereotypes are right. Sometimes stereotypes are right. So would you leave if you were to see a black person come about you? Oh, I wouldn't leave. I just thought that tweet was funny as hell. But I, I would was, be like, I would leave. I would be like, mm, I hope I'm very impressed. Because <laughs> if not. Yeah, I would be bad as hell, bro. You know how some people be on Indeed just filling out applications for shit. No, no damn well, you don't know how to do this shit. Bro, you yeah. see that meme where the nigga is looking at the, all the electrical <laughs> shit go down. That nigga don't know what the fuck going on. And nigga just there. Like, that's how that's probably how that nigga was when he got the job. Nigga got there, don't know what the fuck he doing. That nigga had four eggs like, damn, in one goddamn well, basket. Flip that bitch over to the magic. Like, like, damn. He was like, damn, I might as well learn how to do the shit now that I got the job. <laughs> and it's crazy because Bro. I probably would be all into this stereotype of like leaving a leaving the black table and going to like a, a Asian person table at a hibachi restaurant. If but if it if it wasn't for my experience with Chinese chicken. That's really my only reason why I'm not on the side of like, oh yeah, I, I would definitely leave a restaurant. Because I've had Chinese chicken before, so I know them niggas, they can do stuff that we do. Or we're stereotypically known for. So I'm like, if they're stereotypically known for that, why can't we do it? That's the only reason I was another thinking. stereotype that's I that I think is very true when it comes to when it comes to bad situations, white people are always trying to insert themselves, and black people always are trying to exert themselves. Right, that's no <laughs> like white people see trouble going on. Oh, how can I help this situation? Or oh, what's going on over here? It always happens, bro. Every single time, and then black people are like, nah, we gonna just go the other way. White and people, we still uh, end up hey. dying first. That's the crazy part. Nah, no bullshit, no bullshit. That same shit happened in uh, higher learning, high key. My girl Tyra Banks and uh, Omar Epps trying to get out of Dodge, nigga. Uh, what's my man name? Michael Rockford shot the niggas dead. That's how we do. We try to run away. <laughs> and them niggas was track stars too. Still got their ass caught by a bullet. Crazy as fuck. I love that movie, by the way. But uh, what what the hell did you just bring up? You brought up a point I wanted to retort. Uh, white white people always going to yeah. So I, I was gonna say this like, what if a, a black person is running, other black people will run because they don't even have oh, yeah, to that's ask very any questions. True. We're running, that's very but true. white people have to go toward it. Like, what the fuck are they running from? And like you said, <laughs> we will still be the ones to get shot, even though they're trying to do the investigation shit. Like that shit is literally how this shit goes down. There's, there's no other way around it. There's no other way around it. All right, man, and moving on to entertainment and current events. We got drinking water in Jackson is failing. Yeah, bro. So uh, the New York Times posted that the drinking water system in Jackson, Mississippi, was nearing collapse on Tuesday, cutting access to safe running water for more than 150,000 people. Officials scrambled to, distri to distribute bottled water and restore service to the long-troubled system. So throughout this week, bro, Jackson, Mississippi is really going through some Flint, Michigan type stuff. And we're seeing again where water is just at such low quality that it's hard for them to um, have plumbing in their toilets right now. Uh, some of their some of their faucets in their sinks, like people are like, hey, be careful what the water you use from there when you're washing your dishes or you're, you're cooking with that kind of water. Deion Sanders even came out and spoke against it because it's been affecting the school 
and there could um possibly be games canceled if the if they can't use water the way they need to over the next couple of days. So I just thought this was really interesting because we haven't seen a water crisis since Flint, Michigan. And I think Flint is still to this day yeah, dealing with terrible water. Yeah. So I'm like, damn, we got it. another city going through it. And how long will this last? Because like you said, you have a high profile name like Deion Sanders living in Jackson, Mississippi right now. If Deion yeah. Sanders wasn't there, it's like it honestly could truly be the next Flint where it goes on for the next five, six years. But I think Deion Sanders, with his power, he can make some shit shake with his resources and something like that, making the whole city uh, come together with it, having clean water and stuff like that. But some a place like Flint, it's like poverty driven. Nobody really cares about the city, even though a lot of uh, NBA players I know are from that city. Like it's still failing after five, six years. It's crazy as hell. It's not. It's not hard to see. And there was somebody that um posted on Twitter the other day. They said right here. Hold on, let me go to it. Damn, I just had a tweet. Oh, here we go. Somebody on Twitter said. No running water in Jackson. The heat index is 102 degrees. Schools and universities are closed. No way to cook, clean, or bathe. This is capital city and the big. This is the capital city and the biggest city in Mississippi. And then someone else said Jackson is in shambles. No water. Schools canceled. State EBT was down yesterday, and it's hot. Like it's it's just crazy, bro. Terrible conditions right now. And it's nothing that I can really say because I've seen a city like Flint go through this for five to six years. So I can't say how it can come together because why have they been going through it for so long? Like we got new presidents coming in. Nobody still gives a fuck about Flint. So it's like, I can't just say that this will be resolved in a couple of weeks because I truly don't know how it can be resolved. Like, I don't know. I don't have yeah. the background knowledge to have that. So I, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I truly don't. So it's like, damn. But it's crazy to see the capital city going down like that. Like Flint is like a, yeah. a city in Michigan. It's like a smaller city in Michigan at that. But to see it happening in Jackson, I was supposed to be going to Jackson in like the end of next month. Uh, I was supposed to be staying in the hotel. I don't even know if they got clean water. If, if I can bathe, so mm -hmm. that's something that I should I keep you worried about too. I'm about to say you better ask. <laughs> get that flight. Yeah, that's something I should be worried about. But but that's crazy, bro. But why does this happen though? Why do I like don't even know. That's what I'm questioning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't know. Like, is it some type of major plumbing issue? Like, is it does it have anything to do with the plants that you may have in the area? Like, whatever factory plants y'all got? Like, I, I don't know. I have no idea how this happens to where the entire city just has contaminated water. I don't get it. Hold on. I'm looking it up right now. Cause I don't even know how it happened in Flint. Like I just woke up today and they just had bad water. Like <laughs> that's how I really felt like. <laughs> that's how I really felt like too. Uh, so it said failures in drinking uh, water systems, treatment processes, and distribution distribution networks can often lead to water contamination incidents, some of which result in disease outbreaks. Such outbreaks occur as a result of consuming drinks and products made from contaminated water. Most gonna oh damn this ain't it. Um that's what I'm saying. You can't even find where the shit happened for real. Like why does it happen? We know the side effects of it, but why is it happening? How is it happening? Mm. 
the why and the how are the real questions. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I want to get to the bottom of this shit right now. But why is Flint having a water crisis? Uh, Jackson's water system, which serves a population that is more than 80% black, has been burdened with problems for many years, largely because white flight drained the city of resources. The state's Republican legislature also has failed to provide the majority Democratic city with adequate funding for repairs. So apparently that is the reason. Damn. So this is coming wow. from a Vox article. Vox is a respected uh, news association, but they say that's why, because it's not been uh, taken care of for so many years because of the Democratic and Republican obviously split. And being that the city is predominantly black, 80%, that is the reason that has not been getting repairs for so long because of the Republican wow. divide. Crazy, bro. That's crazy. Crazy. So, so it's damn near like they said, we're going to fuck their water up. They don't want to have the same ideology. They don't want to have the same motives. All right, bet. Fuck their water up. And it's really something that, and it says it here in the article, it's a crisis that, that left thousands of residents with no running water, and it was decades in the making. So it's not something that was just like out of the blue. Oh, we're out of water. We don't have clean water anymore. It's something that for a number of years just went unchecked for so long that it's like, damn, we seen it coming, but nobody really was like, oh, okay, it's something that we have to check up on. Like we got to keep up with the shit. So it's like now we get a day like today or like yesterday when we first heard the news of like, shit, the water dirty. But it's been years in the making, honestly, which is crazy. And, like, how do you, if you're any, like, environmentalist or biologist or anything like that working for companies involved with this stuff, like, how how do you not, I don't, I don't get it, bro. How do you not prepare for this? Like, how do you not set up any type of defense for this to where you can prolong your, your lifespan of water, you know, for X amount of years. Like, if you know within the next 10 years you will have contaminated water, why not start planning to make it to where okay, it won't be for like the next 20 years because of the the um the precautions we've taken, you know. So that that's why I'm confused. I don't see how you can see it coming for years, but you can't plan against it for years. So here it gives a little answer to what you just spoke on. It says, on the surface, the apparent cause of this crisis is damaged infrastructure. Recent flooding strained the city's largest water treatment plant, OB Curtis, which was already dogged with problems. Plus, there was another issue with water pumps at a secondary treatment facility known as JH Fuel. As a result, many of the city's water towers remain nearly empty, leaving the city without enough water or water pressure to fill pipes in homes, schools, and businesses. Then they end up saying that the deeper issue is the, the Republican and Democratic divide and the city being majority black. That's more so the deeper issue, but the main cause mm. is that the damaged infrastructure with the recent flooding and uh, the backup uh. facility going down is the real uh, instant reason, the instant apparent cause of why this is happening now. So that's more so the reason. So it's it's still like it's just getting hit with so much shit. But still, you could have seen it coming because of the flooding and all of the damages to the facility. But nothing was being repaired. They just weren't on it on top of it enough to stop this from happening. So, hey, I don't know. Like It seems like an easy task. You could just say like, hey, just repair the facilities and everything be back to running. But I don't think it's that easy. Like I said, 
If it was that easy, Flint would have done it by now. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. somebody who wanted to help Flint would have done it. So I don't think it's just that easy to just get shit together and, oh, yeah, it's fixed in the next couple of weeks. I think it could be a, a prolonged uh, situation. So crazy as hell, bro. Crazy as hell. Moving on to the next one. We got the Wingstop Chicken Sandwich. Yeah, bro, we got another one. <laughs> oh, we got another damn sandwich, bro. So Wingstop has just re um revealed that they now have a chicken sandwich. Oh, uh, I think they have 12, yep, 12 signature flavors. And I'm just questioning the whole purpose of this. I heard it's good. I've heard people say, you know, it's good. They they got like two or three sandwiches back to back. That's how fire it was. But when is this chicken craze going to end, bro? It's like everybody who can make a chicken sandwich is making a chicken sandwich. And I feel like this is really targeted to black people. I don't see anybody else just fiending for these chicken sandwiches other than black people. <laughs> Stereotypes again, like we just said. <laughs> exactly, bro. And honestly, I can't be mad at them because every time somebody drops a chicken, uh, chicken sandwich, it goes crazy, bro. Honestly, it does because everybody wants to try it and compare it to whether it's Popeye's, Chick-fil-A. They want to do some type of comparison. And Wingstop is just the next uh organization to throw their their hat in the ring and say yeah try a sandwich and then they had that fire ass advertisement by uh rdc world yesterday and then everybody yeah. wanted to jump on their sandwich i heard it ended up selling out online it was like that big of a promotion for them so it's like yeah i almost ordered that bitch today too i ended up getting some zaxby's i almost got that chicken sandwich because i was so intrigued i'm not mm -hmm. mad at this chicken sandwich craze because if you love or you if you fuck with chicken sandwiches you're gonna want to try it you gonna want to fuck with it for real, and I'm, I'm somebody who's gonna try it. That's what I'm saying. I'm so it's like you can't be it. mad that they dropping new ones when chicken sandwiches will always be good, bro. It's just the way it you don't make look it, good on the picture. It don't look good on the, the sauces. Kind of throw me off though. The sauces kind of throw me off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The barbecue lemon pepper. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about all that. I was just gonna get the blame for real. Damn barbecue. <laughs> that shit is out. <laughs> hey, I don't know, bro. It might be. Fine. I don't Barbecue lemon pepper chicken sandwich. Yes, yeah. but I don't know the, the the pictures are throwing me off. Like the the buns don't look that crazy. The way they got the chicken looking, it, it looks yeah. You know, I don't know. It looked like chicken patties. They don't even look like chicken for real. I don't know. I'm gonna have to try and see, but I just think it's funny because KFC got chicken sandwiches, Popeyes got chicken sandwiches, like everybody. That KFC chicken sandwich is some hot ass, bro. That shit was not good. It wasn't? Did you get that it flavored? Was... No. It was flavored? I got the plain, they got flavors. plain, plain you... Jane shit. Same nah, thing you gotta get it tossed. You gotta get oh, it tossed. Oh, hell no. I just got the plain Jane. Nah, you get it tossed, that shit fire. I can't speak for the regular now, so the regular trash <laughs> is trash. But get that shit tossed in one of their barbecue sauces Jane. or buffalo sauces. Uh-huh. That shit fired in. So how? So nigga, you gonna end up uh, eating this sandwich? But you talking about we got another one, this, that, and the third. So yeah, I, I, I'm a victim. I'm a victim, <laughs> but I'm upset about it. I could be both. I'm upset <laughs> and I'm a victim. Like this, this isn't right. And here is a picture of it right here. You see on the right hand side. That's why I see like flavors. the picture ain't even appealing. Yeah, you got the different flavors on the side here. You got the plain Jane with the. The barbecue lemon pepper on the right. So I don't know, bro. I'm hearing that it's fire. 
But you know what I'm saying? Everybody say it's fire when it just come out because they want you to go get it. So I don't know. It's a, it's a sticky situation for it, bro. It's sticky. Because I don't even eat Popeye's chicken sandwiches no more for real, bro. You talk about a chicken sandwich that fell off, my nigga? It's really that, that Popeye's. That had the biggest fall off, bro. That had the biggest fall off. And they stopped making it the same as the original chicken sandwich. I don't know if they put some yep. GMO in there. They put in some different chicken. But this shit don't even taste the same from when it first dropped. Because when it first yeah, dropped, when that shit, shit first dropped, that shit was Ooh. definitely hitting. <laughs> that shit was hitting, bro. That shit don't even taste the same no more. It's like, I don't even want this shit, bro. And honestly, when you take two bites, you hockey be full as fuck. And it's not like yeah. a good fool. It's like, ugh. Like, I don't even want this shit no more. And why the fuck am I already full after two bites? Because it's that super chicken, bro. It's that super chicken. Super chicken. It's that super chicken. That shit whack. So that's a huge fall off for Popeyes, bro. We still go to Popeyes for the chicken, but a chicken sandwich? Nope. That's how niggas like Wingstop be going up the ranks. Because niggas like Popeye's falling by the wayside. Wingstop finna be up there for real. Now, now we got room to play with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Let's move up the rankings. Let's move up the rankings time. It's crazy because a lot of people really don't talk about Wingstop that often. Yeah, you see some talk about the lemon pepper wings sometimes. But niggas really be sleep on the Wingstop. So this is something that can really put Wingstop on the map for real. If they mm-hmm. chicken sandwich really hitting for real, that shit can really go. You know who got good chicken? And a lot of people might not know this. Pizza Hut. That chicken is not good. That shit was good when Pizza I was Pizza Hut's Pizza Hut chicken wings are fire as fuck. If y'all don't believe me, go to chicken um go to Pizza Hut as soon as you can. Get their garlic parmesan wings with extra sauce. Fire. Promise to God they fire. They really got mix it up good in the sauce when you get that container. Their pizza fell off. I will be one of the first people to tell you Pizza Hut pizza has fell off, and it's sad the way they fell off. Their pizza is absolutely terrible. I will never eat Pizza Hut pizza again. As long as I'm ordering it, I ain't going to eat it again. Even if somebody else ordered it, I'm going somewhere else. But, yeah. (laughs) Well, it it depends. If if I'm at, like, a a game night or something and niggas order pizza and I ain't get the chip in Even if I'm hungry. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm eating the hell. No, <laughs> bro, at this point, bro, I, I, I ain't even tell you, bro. I had Papa John's the other day. Papa John's might be another one that fall off for me, bro. I had a, I had a nah, long night, bro. I had a Papa long John's night fire. fucking with Papa John's. I'm like, hey, Papa John's, I might have to find another place. I might have to go to the real nah. authentic pizza joints, the Italian, the real Italian ones, like the little Italy over there on 38th and 49th. I might have to start yeah. fucking with them more. Than the 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 local chain shops because I'm like Papa John's fire right Papa John's it's ain't good most of the time hey most I, I'm a big I'm a big advocate for Papa John's but the last time I had it it was a long night that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> I, it was a long so I don't know if that was a one time thing or if this was a consistency I don't know I don't know it was it was a long night though all right moving on <laughs> to uh Bad Bath and Beyond on the outs. Yes, so despite recently securing over $500 million in financing, Bed Bath & Beyond had made a drastic decision to keep the company from going completely bankrupt. CNN reports that the company just confirmed plans to close 150 stores, eliminate several of its in-house home good brands, and lay off approximately 20% of its current workforce. According to the financial experts, Bed Bath & Beyond has been on a decline for several years, as it has been unable to compete with far more successful companies like Amazon and Target. 
So we just talked about how Toys R Us went through their whole period of when they went bankrupt and they had to close all their stores. But now they're coming back in smaller versions in Macy's and they're going to have like little corners in Macy's. And, you know, Kmart ended up closing Sweet Bay. Like it's a lot of stores, whether they're department stores, grocery stores, whatever, that we knew for years that just ended up losing to the current competition we have now. And Bed Bath & Beyond is one of them places, bro. Like, Bed Bath & Beyond for college students has so much shit that you can get, bro. And now it's like a lot of that home stuff that you can get from there, you can get off of Amazon. You can – people prefer Target as probably the best shopping center in the world. Like, Target – there's so many loyal Target people to where Bed Bath & Beyond just can't compete. So I thought it was interesting, and I think – their their audience, their target audience is more people like 40 and older, I think, that really still go to Bed Bath & Beyond. I don't know too many young people that are like really going on purpose to Bed Bath & Beyond. And that's the thing, bro. I don't remember the last time I stepped foot in that store. So when I seen you post this or when you uh, I seen you send me, uh, send, me uh, send me this, I was like, I thought they was already closed. High key. I, I'm not surprised they weren't closed two years ago because I'm like, all I see over there is like a uh, the massage. I'm like, that's the only thing I be looking at when I go in bed, Beth and Beyond. <laughs> Everything else I barely be looking at. I honestly be getting this confused with uh, Bath and Body Works. That's Bath the only reason works. why this gets mentioned and why this word <laughs> comes out of my mouth because I confuse it with Bath and Body Works. <laughs> I call it bad Bath and Body Works, but no, I confuse it with this bullshit. That's the only reason, bro. I fuck with Bath and Body Works, though. Definitely fuck with that. If you're trying to get your girl some shit, definitely fuck with Bath and Body Works. Definitely a definitely, uh, definite W for sure. But yeah, I'm not surprised by this at all. Be gone. Hey, I don't even know if I got any attachment to it. I really don't. I just I don't... think it's crazy because it's a store we've just known for so long, like majority of our lives. Like I've always known about Bed Bath and Beyond. And it was it was spoken in such high regard when we were younger. But mm-hmm. now that I really look back, as we got older, it just started falling off. Like people started going there less. People paid attention to it less. People order stuff from there a lot less so that that's just crazy that that's gonna be another sears like sears was a place that you thought would have never shut down and closed for the decades that they were thriving and then around like our middle school high school years sears just got completely went completely bankrupt and it was over so it's it's just crazy to see i wonder i wonder what the next one is gonna be what's gonna be the next big store or next big brand that falls to the wayside, and we just sitting like, damn, another one gone. How is Air Apostle still not out of business yet? I thought Air Apostle was supposed to be out of business like three, four years ago, and it's still here. White people exist. Bro, you remember, bro? Do you remember at Tyrone? I swear they had an out of business sign on their door. Yep. And it's like they're still open like five years later. I'm like, how are they still open? So I don't know. I don't that, know. I that's like a good that question. My, yeah, I feel like that would be my next one, uh, Air Apostle, because it's like even though white people go there, it's like y'all can't be getting this much business, bro. I don't know. It may be it's just me. Y'all can't be getting that much business. Because they, they're not competing with H&M and yeah. Abercrombie and Fitch. Like they're not competing with those places. And even Hollister, I'm wondering how Hollister yeah. even still it's, around. Exactly. For that's what I'm saying, bro. That's what I'm saying. So, like, those type of stores are the ones that I would be seeing on the way out soon. 
You know what I'm saying? But if now like American Eagle, American Eagle got fire pants, jeans, they got some yeah. fire cargoes and all mm-hmm. that. So I think American Eagle will always stay just because just off of their bottoms alone. I don't go yeah. for American Eagle shirts no more, but exactly. they got fire bottoms in there. Especially but, for the women, bro. Yeah. No chafing when it comes to that. Like that, that's a huge yeah. quality for women too. So American Eagle is like their go-to. So that's going nowhere. So I would say Air Apostle if you would ask me that question. Like I said, it should have been gone by now, but it's like it's still there. But uh, yeah. Anything else? I really can't think of it, bro. What, uh, other, in terms of department stores, Michaels. I don't know how. I went in a Michaels for the yeah. first time the other day. I went in Michaels for the first time over there by Tyrone. Yeah. I'm like, it's literally an arts and crafts store. I'm like, niggas go here, and it was two people in the big ass store. It was two people in there. I said, why are why are they open? That's another store I'm looking at. Like, mm, I don't know how long they finna be. I, I don't think I've seen a Michaels anywhere other than out there by Tyrone. That's the crazy. That might they be the reason. Why they, one. <laughs> no, I'm about to say that might be the reason because they're the only one. Now, if it was multiple, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's only one, so it's like you have nowhere else to go. <laughs> Michaels is definitely it, bro. Over everybody, Michaels is the one on the way out, bro. And you wouldn't even be surprised because most people haven't even gone in there. Most like, it's funny as hell. Yeah, I'm, that's those are some good picks though. Michaels and Aeropostale and Hollister. Yeah. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next topic. We got the buns in basketball league. I don't know if y'all whoa, seen whoa, this yet. Whoa. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know if y'all seen this yet, but uh, the buns in basketball league, boy, it might be something for the fellas. Now we I think I've people. seen a video. Yeah, I was like, about to say, you like might have seen a video, but if, that's why I say it might be something for the fellas because it's nothing but big ass. Oh, hell no. It's on some air. You cutting the music on me. <laughs> I did not play <laughs> This has nothing to do with the game. <laughs> I don't understand. No I'm telling you, this is what this is what's out there, bro. This is what's out there. Bitches is twerking, playing basketball, two things that niggas love. I don't know. It might be the perfect combination to draw niggas in, bro. I don't know. I I don't 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 want it. I don't want it. (laughs) I know the smell was wild in there, though. That's the crazy. That's the one question I had about it. I don't want it. Yeah, the smell is wild in there. But just to see, just on some fun shit, the Buns and Basketball League is intriguing for sure. Buns and Basketball, (laughs) the bib. Going to the bill, the what? <laughs> <laughs> Just come with me and see for yourself. I wouldn't the, the even, I wouldn't acronym, even I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't even the explain you what don't it match is. The sport. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the nigga you go into the bill, he's gonna automatically think children. And then you see this. <laughs> That's why I said I wouldn't even tell a nigga what it is. Just come with me, bro. You're gonna be entertained. <laughs> if anything, you're gonna be entertained, man. You're gonna be entertained. You're you may not like what you're being entertained by, but you, you're you're gonna be entertained. Because it's it's the shock value too, especially if you don't know what's coming. It's like nothing but ass and basketball, my nigga. The smell probably is crazy, but it's like, hey, it's something that I don't know. You might walk in and walk right back out, or you might stick around for five minutes. I don't know. Something definitely interesting. All right, and moving on oh to movie God. and show news, I've been hearing some some uh, information that Nope was not just a one-off movie. That Nope is mm. in talks to be an entire movie series. Jordan Peele ended up coming out uh, last week and saying that the there's more stories to be told from the Nope series that came out last month. Edgar, how do you feel about this? 
I'm excited for it because it'll probably answer a lot of questions that people have from the first one. And it gives him a chance to redeem the first one because there were a lot of people who didn't like Nope originally. So if he continues to build on it and in the second one goes more in depth, gives more people a lot of um, writing your face type of stuff, I think it could gain a lot of traction and it could do well. Now, if it's going to be a series where the next Nope movie is completely different from this Nope and then the third Nope is completely different from both Nope, then that's when I'm like, okay, you kind of being all over the place. But if he's going to have a consistent theme where even if you do introduce new stuff, things are building off of each other, I think it could be fire then. So do you think we get the same characters in this one as we've seen from the last Nope? Because they did survive. I, I wouldn't be surprised um, because he... He uh Jordan Peele came out and said he loves working with Daniel Kaluuya and he wants to continue making movies with him. And I think Daniel Kaluuya will continue to turn down other roles to just keep working with Jordan Peele on whatever they have. Jordan Peele got to give me something better than what he gave me on that the original note, bro. I was I was disappointed. I still thought it was a good movie. It was original, but I still think he could have came harder than that. And if he's going to build off with the same characters, but I hockey think it would be better if he gave us some new characters because I just didn't like Daniel Kaluuya's character. I would love to see Kiki as like a addition to like another family and they're going through some trauma regarding the UFO alien or whatever. But just Daniel Kaluuya's character was blowing me the entire film. So I don't know if I would like to see him back doing the same type of role. You know what I'm saying? But I would, I would like to see it switch to another family so it's not this like, the same thing. It's like because at this point, Kiki Palmer and uh Daniel Kalua, they know how to beat it. So if it's yeah. the same alien UFO, it's like, well, they already know how to beat it. So what story are you telling? I don't think it'll be the same alien. That's why I said <laughs> I think what's gonna happen is he's gonna introduce a totally different obstacle or alien or whatever. I think there's gonna be a totally different plot in the second one, oh, but there's okay. gonna be things that um the first one that they build off of the first one with it to where they do connect and we do possibly see kiki in the next one that way there's still some connection to the first movie but we're learning we're using what we had in the first one to go against whatever new thing we have now mm, i got you also oh, you don't think it will be aliens you think it'll be something else that we it, just should stay I think away it's gonna from. be some other shit yeah. Oh, okay. So that would be dope. That would be dope because I, I, we talked about it during a note review of I don't think Jordan Peele is the per- type of person to do the same thing again, especially when he's done it before. I think he's somebody yeah. who likes to push the boundaries. So I think it will be about something else. If he was to do the UFO thing again, I think it should be like a, obviously a different family. But if he does something else that we should stay away from or we don't uh, ever talk about enough like aliens or it might be an underwater creature what if he does Loch Ness Loch Ness monsters and those mm. are interesting creatures that do not get talked about no more like that was some Scooby-Doo shit and we never yeah. talk about Loch Ness monsters anymore like if he was to talk about that if he was to have like a, a Moby Dick like character and he goes out in the water trying to take down this like that would be so dope because we, just have, we don't have enough fire. we don't have enough stories like that yeah, you can say yeah. he's biting off of Moby Dick, but it's like, when the last time you've seen a movie like that? That would just be so fire because we just don't see it no more, bro. It would be fire. I'll focus some shit like that. All right, and moving on to the next piece of movie and show news, we have 
Christian Bale as Edgar Allan Poe. So apparently, Christian Bale would be Edgar Allan Poe, and he will be solving multiple adventures in this series that's coming out on Netflix on January 6th. They will be releasing in theaters on December 23rd. And the movie is called The Blue, The Pale Blue Eye. First of all, I didn't know Edgar Allan Poe even solved murders. I thought that nigga just liked ravens and wrote books. When I when, when, when was he solving murders? I have no well, idea. <laughs> you were named after know. him. You're supposed to know this. You named after this guy. My father was named after him. <laughs> I was just named after my father subsequently. <laughs> this is the only reason I put it on the docket because you named after him. I thought you, I thought you had some, some information to give us, you know what I'm yeah, saying, on no. this topic. <laughs> no, nah, um, he probably could have. In the time that he was living in, he probably could have been some type of detective or something like that. Um, based off of how, uh, how in depth his writings were, so I wouldn't be surprised. Like back then, that probably wasn't uncommon. Uh, but I never heard of him doing anything like that. But I don't know. I think it'll be straight. Christian Bale is a great actor, so I'm sure with whatever plot they got, I think they'll. They'll make it um they'll make it work. And that's the big draw for me. If Christian Bale is in anything, I'm watching it. So I'm watching it. And I'm interested in this story because is it true or is it just fictional? Or do people even care? I honestly don't even care if it's true or not because it's Christian Bale, so I'm gonna watch it regardless. But if if it is true, I just find that so intriguing because that's not something you hear about when you hear of Edgar Allan Poe. You just hear of him being dark, he was a dark genius. He wrote dark books and he loved Ravens. That's really right. it. So like solving murders, like that never really came up for real. Why was he so tormented? This could have been one reason he was so tormented. If this is true. And maybe, I just maybe this is a, 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 like you said, maybe this isn't true. And it's just an alternate story about someone that we just never heard this theory before. So mm -hmm. it could be interesting, bro. From From any angle, it could be interesting. And the last movie and show news uh, for this week I have is Meg Thee Stallion in the MCU. I, I was hearing that she wants to be like uh, the Ice Cubes and the Queen Latifah really transitioning from like the rap game to being in more movies. She's going to be in the She-Hulk series that came out a couple of weeks ago and is coming out weekly now. Do you think Meg Thee Stallion has the, the chops and has that personality to really transition into the, the acting game? I would say yes. I don't know about the MCU. The MCU, you gotta have a you gotta have a special type of factor to like really be in some superhero shit. And I don't think Meg has that. Um like Terrence Howard. I'm glad they put Don Cheadle in place of Terrence Howard. <laughs> Cause I swear to God, if we would have had Terrence Howard all these years playing Roadie. <laughs> I don't know where we would be. I don't know what the MC MCU Dead. would look like if niggas are losing to Terrence Howard. <laughs> Niggas would definitely be dead, fucker. Iron Man would have been dead in Iron Man 2 if he didn't have Don Cheeto as his rider mate. Bro. I swear to God he would have died in Iron Man but 2. I could definitely see Meg um, getting into acting, especially, like, I could see her in comedy movies. I can picture her in, in uh, romance comedies. Um, I don't see her in no action type of films. Like, it's, it's stuff I can see Meg in. So I definitely, I can... Um, probably see her in that acting bag. She brought up how she wants to be a part. She wants to do a bring it up reboot 
to where Gabrielle Union plays her mom. Like, this is like, what, 20 years in the future or something like that. She ends up having a kid. Megan Thee Stallion is the kid, and they're they're going through like a whole nother cheer process or something like that. And I was like, damn, that would be fire. Like, you that bring would back, be fire, bro. You bring back the OG and <laughs> yeah. uh, Gab. And then, yeah, like, stuff like that I could see Meg doing. But this MCU stuff, other than being a background character or something, I don't see it. Yeah. I think it's just something to dip your toe in, see how the production the production set is, how it is on set, especially on a big thing like the MCU is probably so grand scale to what she will probably get with, like, her normal acting roles. I think this will be, like, a, a background type of role. Maybe she ends up interacting with She-Hulk, but it's going to be some quick shit where it's like, okay, yeah, we see Meg, but she's not going to be, like, an integral piece, and she's tying everything together in the MCU, or she's a mutant. Like, nah. She's going to be some slight you know shit who, now. You know who surprised me, though? We're getting, the, um, getting into the MCU and getting that Marvel bag? Anthony Mackie. Clayton English. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Just get in the bag. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, just get in the bag because I'm like, damn, they put my dog in Marvel. Granted, yeah. it was on Hawkeye. Hawkeye was yeah. trash, but yeah. he played a he played a pretty key role. He was in like what two, three episodes for real, and yeah. like he was talking. Like they they actually had dialogue with his character. His character did certain shit in the movie. I'm like, not the movie in the show. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, that was that was a surprise to me for Clay in English, and that means you. That shows he know we know he can act for real because Marvel ain't just giving people roles like that. Yeah, you know, so especially entertainers who just don't really have that look. I never would have thought I saw, um, thought I would see Clay in English and anything Marvel. So that was cool, and I think Meg can do the same thing on some background character type stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, so that's something that's interesting, man. I don't know. I think she could be, uh, she could transition. I think she has the personality, she has the look, and people will be looking for Meg, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, and I think that's the biggest reason. She has the fan base to transition. And moving mm-hmm. on to Past the Ox, man. What you got for Song of the Week? Song of the Week, man. Everybody on that God did. Let me just go ahead and get my piece on it. Everybody snapped on God did. But I, I think we just overhyping what Jay-Z did. Jay-Z had four minutes, bro. Like, he's going to say some raw shit. You got over half of the song to yourself, bro. <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know what the, I don't know what the hype about for real. He's talking rich nigga shit like we're used to, and it was just for four minutes straight. And Rick Ross and Wayne got their parts cut short. That's all that happened. It's not like Jay Z just went on this rampage of lyrics. I feel it. <clears throat> it was a crazy ass. It was a crazy ass verse. I'm not gonna lie, but he did have four minutes to spit. Was it some a lot of tr- double lines and triple lines in that 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 verse for sure? It was a wild verse, but I think whatever Jay Z drops in twenty twenty two is going to get that type of reaction, bro. Honestly, yeah. because he's just that much of a legend. A lot of people revere him as the goat. So if he drops anything on anybody's feature, people are going to gas. Even though the the feature was good, it I think people are just putting extreme gasoline on that bitch and just uh, lighting a fire with it. It was good, but it's like people just gassing it. You know what I'm saying? I think it's because he's, first off, he's like, what, 52. So the fact that he's 52 and still spitting, like, fire verses, people are going to hype that. Like you said, two, he's a legend, is is Jay-Z. And then three, like, he's like the biggest boss you can think of when it comes to the culture. When it comes to just business, period, Jay-Z is like, he's up there, 
in the big names like the Bill Gates and the the um the what's call it the dude from Amazon uh Bezos. Yeah, Bezos like his name is up there with people like that. So we're just gonna gravitate toward towards it regardless. And every I've I've always felt like everybody who has their favorite artist, they think their favorite artist like snaps on everything that they do. And it's like uh, y'all can be honest and say the shit was just good. Like it I don't know if I'll sit here and say he just snapped for real. Cause it's like like you said, he had four minutes. Like you better snap in four minutes. You got over half of the song to your damn self. <laughs> Wayne got cut to 45 <laughs> seconds. Like you got four minutes. I hope you're saying more shit to him. Like, come on now. That's crazy how they try away. Cause Wayne definitely had a longer verse than that. You could tell they cut that shit short. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You can tell they cut that nigga shit short. That's and crazy. I don't like how I don't like how <laughs> straight with that intro, bro. I'm thinking that no secret finna be like a full song. That shit was 47 seconds. I'm like, bro, and the way he was sounding, that shit could have been a full song for real. I was like, bro, Khaled clan. But I like the album overall though. The album was pretty good. I didn't even listen to that album. I listened to the intro track and I listened to God Did. I just can't listen to that. Uh, I think y'all are gassing it, bro. Edgar know how I feel about DJ Khaled projects. It's usually a couple of songs that you go back to, but usually it's a bunch of trash. And I thought this was going to be the same one. I see us. I've seen a lot of good reviews for it, but I just got to wait until the noise really settles down to listen to it for myself. I had to listen to the whole verse because people was putting that gasoline on that bitch. So I like, I got to listen to this one for sure. <laughs> but everything else, I just got to wait until the height really dies down to see how it is. But I did listen to that JIT project. That J-I-D. Mm. I don't know if y'all listened to yeah. that. That project was fire. And honestly, it most likely was the best project of this weekend, but a lot of niggas going to gas up Khaled because he had all the, you know what I'm saying, all the feature artists. But I've, that never listened to, I've never listened to a JIT project, but I've listened to a lot of his freestyles. I fuck with JIT. So I, I really got to start listening to his songs for real. He might have album of the year, Haiki. He he might. Mm-hmm. He might. Just especially that first listen that might not connect. Because that Haiki was like cool on my first listen. It was like, okay. But the more you listen to the album, that shit just started to slide and flow together. The sequencing of that shit. Damn. That shit just flow together nice. I, and he got some he got some bangers on this bitch too, for real. He got some I was going to say he got any he got any features or it's just all he him. got 21 Savage and uh Lil Dirk on here. Lil Wayne is on here. Mm. Uh oh, obviously damn. uh Ari Lennox is on here. Yeah. So he got a couple of bangers on here, bro. So yeah, he, he got he got a Dreamville artist on there, of course. For and sure. then he got two or three fire features. Yeah. Damn, that, that's what's up. So if you've been keeping up with Jid from like the beginning, you know that his first project was called The Never Story. Because it was the never been shit, never had shit. That was the like the main track off of that song. And now in 2022, he's coming out with the forever stories. This speaking on his story, coming full circle, talking about the trials and tribulations to get to this point. So it's just a dope coming of age type of album for G. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like this will be the album that people start to gravitate toward him because he's been under the radar. He's been on the Dreamville label. Some people know him, but I think this album can really solidify him as being like one of the the best rappers in the in the game or the up, best up and coming rappers for sure. True, oh. true. But what you got My for song, song of the week? week was um Craig Mack flavor in your ear. That shit so fire, bro. One of them favor in your ear. Yeah, one of them nineties <laughs> beats that you just know as soon as the beat drop. 
I thought you was gonna get play something off uh God did <laughs> or has no no I just, I just had to get my piece off about the the actual song. <laughs> <laughs> uh I would say damn, I would say surround sound on this album, on this jet album, is the song that really goes the one with 21 Savage. That shit goes, but it's not my song of the week. I would have Brother Nim, Brother Nim featuring Lil Dirt. I would have for song of the week. But he got some bangers on that bit that really goes, my nigga. So we'll definitely listen to that Jet album. But let's move on to upcoming movie and show reviews. Edgar, what we got coming up? Uh, we just did She-Hulk episode two. Uh, episode three airs tomorrow on Thursday. Uh, we're going to be doing a Raising Canaan uh, season two mid-season review soon after episode five drops. <laughs> Uh, we still got to do everything everywhere all at once. We got to do Prey. So I'm going to try and make sure I watch Prey over the weekend. I don't think I got mm-hmm. nothing planned. So I'm yeah. going to try to watch that. But we got a lot uh, We got a lot of us, other stuff coming for y'all, man. Uh, I want to say Halloween. Those horror movies. I was about to say. The last, yeah. The last Halloween comes out in October. Um, the Invitation. I'm going to try and go to the movies to see The Invitation. Oh, yeah, that yeah, shit yeah, look yeah, fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's another movie, too. Oh, Barbarian. Barbarian comes out on the ninth. That shit looks ooh, fire. Ooh. Uh, damn, I don't remember the actor or actress. I don't even think they they big name actors or actresses. Oh, okay. But uh, it's about like that Airbnb that. that that girl go to, and then they go down in the basement, and it's like some crazy ass shit going on with people being held captive. Oh, nah. I probably said, it was at the note. It was at the note preview. I don't remember the name yeah. Barbarian, but I don't remember like the actual. Video, yeah, the visual Bar- Barbarian look crazy. That shit looks scary for real. I don't oh, remember man. when Smile come out. I hope Smile come out soon though. That's the one I'm really excited. Smile and Don't Worry, Darling are the two movies I'm looking. Yeah, Don't Worry, to. Darling too. That movie like it's about to be crazy, bro. So those are the two I'm yeah. looking forward to, bro. But hey, we appreciate you guys for listening and watching, and we out. Peace.